try to preach to you. Book of Second Chronicles. We, we cannot afford to lose and forget where we come from. You cannot afford, amen, so many times we get preoccupied and we, we forget what God has already done for us. You know, Sister Coley, we get caught up. I was thinking about this the other day. The priority of the gospel is salvation. And all the rest of it is just the benefits of salvation. And the Lord began to deal with me and said, you know what my people do? They sign the check of benefits with my name. Healing, finances, this and that, whatever, Lord, Lord. In the name of Jesus. But we don't sign the signature of God upon our salvation, which we need to. He's the author and the finisher. Hezekiah 32, let me go on. I'm, I'm fixing to get off of it. In those days, and I'm not talking about a stranger to God. I'm talking about a man with an experience and a relationship. He was sick unto death. And prayed unto the Lord. And he speak unto him and gave him a sign. Here's the next part, the sad part. But. How many prayers has God answered for you? How many mountains has God had you to climb over when you couldn't get over? How many valleys you've been through where you'd have not made it unless God brought you through? But God. But God. Here's what they said. 25. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefits unto him, for his heart was lifted up, and therefore... Amen. The wrath is upon him and upon Judah. Now, in the 20th chapter of the book of Kings, I want to just give you a few details about this man and where he was and where he come from and the relationship. We know that he was the son of Ahaz and his dad was a God-hater. He closed the house of God, got rid of, got rid of the ministry and amen. But this young man had a heart for God. And I don't know how many days perhaps he sat on the, the steps of the temple of God and said, someday we're going to have revival again. Amen. He had been taught the mind of God, the word of God, instilled in his heart. 20th chapter. He was sick. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. That's a bad summons. Have you ever had a disappointing message come in the hour you never thought it would come? And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, we've got to understand now, this was not just a friend. This was not just a preacher. He was a prophet of God. 
And when you talk about Hezekiah and Isaiah, they were close. He had a relationship with Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came unto him and said, Thus saith the Lord. He comes to the, the castle or whatever, knocks on the door. The little maid comes and said, and he said, I want to see Hezekiah. He said, but sir, now I'm going to reminisce a little bit. He is sick. And he's not seeing anybody. Perhaps. Perhaps he responded to her and said, you tell him that Isaiah, the prophet, is here and I want to talk to him. So in response to the man of God, she makes her way up the banquet steps up to the top, knocks on the door, walks in. Oh, king, live forever. I hate to bother you, but that preacher's here. Isaiah the prophet, he's downstairs, want to see you. Of course, it was an exciting time for Hezekiah because he had already made up his mind, perhaps like I would, what God's fixing to do. God didn't send that preacher to do nothing but bless me. We always think that. But sometimes truth will bless you even though we don't like it. So... She goes down and said he wants to see you. He goes upstairs and walks into the room of his friend. And he gives him a word from God. Thus saith the Lord. Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now, you know, there's a problem with that. If Isaiah told him, set your house in order, you know, you got some problems in your life. But sometimes we don't hear what the preacher said. We hear just what we want to hear. Set your house in order, Hezekiah. You're going to die and not live. You better put some things under the blood. You better get some things straight. But he didn't hear that. Isaiah turns around and walks out and down the balcony into the courtyard. And the Bible said in verse 2, he turned his face to the wall. Perhaps put everything out of the room. The guards, the maids, there comes a time you need to get along with God. At times, Sister Coley, I need to talk to God and I don't need nobody in my business. You need to learn and get yourself a place where you can talk to God and get some private things done. The Bible said he Pray, talk to God. But notice how he did it. I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth. 
set the house in order. And he's coming back and telling God, I've done everything right. In other words, you owe me. Yeah, it's not. I've walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. Look how good I am. Look how many times I've been in the house of God. Look how many tithes I paid. Well, I want you to know, I don't care who you are, there come times you need to set your house in order. God knows how to get your attention. There's power in your past, believe me. But he responds to God. He said, listen, I, 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 live before, I walk before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. And I've done that which is good in thy sight. In other words, when Isaiah said, set your house in order, he did not respond to the reality. Let me examine my heart. Let me examine my life. Let me see where I come from because I know where I'm going. said, Lord, I've done that which is good in thy sight. Then all of a sudden he, I think he got a hold of himself, Sister Coley. Because if everything's right and you're all in the air for how great you've been, you're not going to cry about it. But I think conviction got him. The Bible said he wept before the Lord. Conviction moved in. Isaiah wasn't speaking God himself. The greatest thing in your life is something you probably don't like, and it's called conviction. Not God's, not preacher preaching to you, but God speaking to you directly. I believe conviction moved in to Hezekiah. He wept sore before the Lord. I believe he began to set his house in order. Isaiah was in the second courtyard. And God responded and said, I want you to go to Hezekiah. I got a word for him. But Lord, I, I've been there. I've been there. Not like this time. Somebody asked me one time, said, do you think it's possible to change the mind of God? Yes. 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 By being truthful. By being real. You can't hide nothing from God. He changed the mind of God. That's powerful. And the Bible said, Isaiah goes back to the house, knocks on the door. Here comes a little maid again. I want to see Hezekiah's. Boy, sir, now I'm reminiscing. 
He done put everybody out of the room. If I go in that room right now, he don't wave that supper at me, I'm dead. But the prophet is speaking. She goes up again the stairs and walks into the room. Oh, King, live forever. That preacher's back. You need a preacher. Do you know what the pulpit is really all about? Do you know what really takes place when you walk into this place and the anointed servant of God begins to speak to you? There's transformation. It's called anointing. Anointing is when God speaks through the servant of God directly to you. And how many times we do not recognize. Before you unlock your front door, you done forgot what God spoke. Because Sister Coley preached. No, she didn't. The anointing, God himself spoke through her. Or whoever fills this pulpit. If there's anything you better do when you come in this place, you better be tuned in to what God has to say. Listen. And the Bible said he, well, Cliff Brown goes up the staircase, walks into the king's room again. And uh, said, Hezekiah, thus saith the Lord. Captain of my people. You want me to inventory how good you are. But I'm going to tell you what made the difference. Repentance makes the difference. The blood will change the outcome of all kinds of things in your life. The blood makes the difference. Huh. So, the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father. Why would he mention the God of David your father? In other words, he said the God of mercy. Wouldn't be for mercy where we'd be today. Undeserving, that's what I am. Hezekiah, I want you to know the God of David, your father, the God of David that responded, amen, and did not judge David but saved the life of David and blessed David. No matter what mistakes he made, is here today to bless you and to turn your world around and to make you whole, to cleanse you, to pardon you, strengthen you, direct you. the God of David thy father. And he said, let me tell you the first thing. I heard thy prayer. I'm the present help in the time of trouble. It's not what you feel when you pray. I don't 
don't think Hezekiah felt anything. But God said, in the midst of it all, I was close enough. I heard every word he said. I come to tell you today, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. Not what you feel. Because the word of the Lord is everlasting and everlasting. He said, my word will not return void. Ask and it shall be given. Knock and it shall be opened. You know, we talk about healing. And, uh, let me get off. God responds. It's not a declaration of are we going to be, it's we already have. There's not a thing God can do for you this morning. He's already done it. The thing is, you don't claim it right. Hello. I've heard that prayer, and I've seen that tears. I was closer. I counted every tear that run off his cheek. That's a relationship. Nobody can hear like God. Nobody can respond like God. Nobody can answer but God like God. Nobody can make the difference in your life but God. No matter how impossible it was a little time ago, a few hours, maybe minutes ago, what makes the difference is what the Lord's speaking to me this morning. The direction that God's given me today. It's not what you're going through or where you've been, but it's where you're going. To change what was to what is. The psalmist David said, the Lord is. I like that, is. I can preach on that, is. The right now God, is my shepherd. He's a right now God. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I face, no matter what storm, He is the right now God. The Lord is the present help in the time of trouble, Hezekiah. Hmm. And He said this. I've seen thy tears, and because of your relationship and sincerity and dedication and your past, I'm going to bless you. This service that you're in this morning is not going to die. Every dime that you ever give to God is not over. Every prayer you prayed is not over. It's as much alive today as it was the day you gave it to God. It's alive today. First thing God said, tell him, I will heal thee. Hello. I will reverse 
that which I spoke, I've changed my mind. I'm going to heal you. But there's a reason. God does nothing for you just for you. He does it for himself through you. There was a reason. Here's what God said. I'm going to heal you, but on the third day thou shalt go up to the house of the Lord. I'm going to heal you because I want you to come to my house. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to set you free that you might come to my house and give me some praise. Don't you ever forget where God brought you from. Don't you ever forget how many times God brought you out. We're here this morning that we owe him praise and thanksgiving. Come before his presence with praise and thanksgiving. What do you mean praise and thank? I'm going to thank you because you've been God to me. Thank you because you made a way. Thank you because you healed me. Thank you because you, thank you because you say hello. I don't come to church, Sister Coley, because everything is well. I become because it's not well. This is the greatest place in your whole life this morning, is this house. Huh. I'm going to heal you. Third day, I want you to go up, up to the house of the Lord. Whatever God has blessed you with, bring it to this place. With testimonies and praise and thanksgiving. This ought to be the most lively place in all the world. This ought to be the most exciting place in all the world. High sounds of praise. Clapping and singing and rejoicing and testifying. Our Redeemer liveth this morning. He is God. He's not dead. He's not a past tense, but he's a present help. In the time of trouble, I need God today. I'll tell you what. I shouldn't be at this pulpit this morning. The devil said, you'll never make it. You won't be able to preach, son. I'm here in a because an infirmity attacked at me. But you got to learn, the Bible said, resist the devil. If you give in to whatever he's attacking you, he'll take you down. But whatever problem you have, whatever storm you're facing, whatever situation you might, stand up to the enemy and say, that's not the way it's going to be. Violet taken by force. Man, I could have rolled back and stayed in bed this morning. Oh, I'm too weak to go. Then I'd had this a long time. Sister Coley knows what I'm talking about. There's something about a preacher. The anointing is our healing. If we can ever get to the pulpit, that anointing is a healer. Hello. Not only am I going to heal you, we all love benefits. If we sought salvation, dedication, 
like we seek benefits, we'd have a different walk with God. Hello. Number two, I will add unto thy days 15 years. That sounds pretty good. But I want to serve Hezekiah. Notice, you don't have nothing on me. You got 15 years and I got eternal life. You ought to shout Hezekiah. You ought to praise Hezekiah. Folks, I'm going to tell you, do you realize what God has done for you? We're living in such an end time. The whole world is on fire, and I don't get in that again. Brother, when you come to this pulpit and he teaches you some of the end time things, you better listen. And number two, you better fasten your seatbelts. Hello. Watch out. I will add unto thy 15 years, then I will deliver thee in this city. First thing, he healed me. Second thing, he delivered me. There's not one of you here that got halos on your head. After God saved you, he had to deliver you or you was in trouble. All kinds of weights hanging on your life. But when God saved you, he gave you eternal life. He delivered you and set you free from things that had you bound. Weights that had you bound. Not only, he said, I'll deliver thee out of the hand of the king of Syria. But I'm going to defend this city. Anybody ever got that defense? He's my defense. I think they call that the Holy Ghost. Raise up a standard. Some of them old things might want to come back, but hello, that defender will raise up a standard. Give you power of all the powers of the devil. To overcome all the elements of life. To surpass all your weaknesses. Hello. Let's go on. Not only would I defend this city, but he said, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. Hello. And for my servant David, for mercy's sake. God keeps you holy. God keeps you righteous. God keeps you with a song in your heart for his sake. That you might be able to stand as a light in darkness. Song in the midnight. I'm going to tell you something. Don't you ever think the world don't know there's something different about you if you're a child of God, Holy Ghost, if you're a child of God. Hello. That's just the bottom line. Now watch that. 
And Hezekiah said unto the Lord, What shall be the sign the Lord going to heal me, and I shall go up to the house of the Lord on the third day? And Isaiah said, The sign that the Lord shall that, that have of the Lord, that the Lord would do, do the thing. He has spoken. He'll turn the shadow degrees Greece forward 10 degrees. Or go back 10 degrees. Hezekiah said, You know what? It's a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees, nay, but let the shadow degree go back 10 degrees. Now, what are you saying, Brother Brown? Number one. He was his life giver. Number two, he was his deliverer. Number three, he was his defense. Number four, he was his miracle worker. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Has God been operating in your life? Do you see the hand of God bringing you through things that you could not have made it? Storms you could not have come through. But because somebody knew how to pray, because you knew how to talk to God, look where you are this morning, in the house of the Lord, in the presence of God. Listen, and the Bible said, Isaiah the prophet cried to the Lord. He brought the degrees, 10 degrees backwards, by which it had gone down, amen, in the doll of Ahaz. Let me go back to 32. In those days, Hezekiah was a, he had a problem. That nobody could solve. Nobody could change. But he made contact with the one that could. His name is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. They call him Jesus. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Nobody knows you like he knows you. Your wife or your husband don't know you like he does. Now, we look out here, and I see you, and, but I don't see the real you. The real you, I see the flesh, but the real you is inside of you called the soul. That's the real you. And the Bible said he prayed unto the Lord and spake unto him, and he gave him a sign. God answered and gave him a miracle. In fact, four miracles. I come to tell you, God's not through with you this morning. If you will allow him to be the Lord of your life, if you will submit to him with all your heart, lean not unto your own understanding. I don't care where you are, what you're going through, how deep the valley, I'm telling you, the Lord, he is God. And he knows you just like he knew Hezekiah. But Hezekiah rendered not, again, according to the benefit done to him. After God does, don't you forget God. 
We come to church sometime, and God has done such great things for us on the outside. But, Sister Coley, we forget the time we come to church because our testimony service is silent. How can it be silent when God had just brought us through a storm of life? You come in this place, you ought to shout it from the rooftop. Let me tell you what God done for me. You keep silent. You might have a problem. I believe many times we're just too quiet in church. Just too quiet in church. I'll tell you what. You go on that ball field, and I tell you what, they'll shout you down. Over what? We come in the house of God, and if the Lord has been God, and we've been the Lord of our lives, and been our deliverer, our healer, and our soul, we ought to come in there, man, we ought to be shouting the praises of God, excited about the things that God's doing. Listen, I need your testimony. You need one. You don't know what you're doing when you keep your mouth shut. You might rob somebody of a blessing that needs to hear from God. This is not a place to be silent. This is a place to be excited. I think I read, and I might be wrong, but I think I read on the day of Pentecost. That this silent God got unexcited. There come a sound from heaven. God was in it. I'm here. Like a rushing mighty wind. And no represent the fact all power is in this place. Change is in this place. The church is fixing to be born. Life is in this place. You'll never be the same again. And you know what? Sister Coley, it wasn't but just a little bit. When they walked out to the doors of that upper room, everybody knew they would have in church. They didn't walk out of a dead church. Listen, folks. Get excited about God. Get it excited about, and, and, and if you want to look in inventory, just some of the things God has done for you in the past that you put on the shelf and told nobody. God didn't do it for you to tell nobody. But there's power in your past. Well, you're going to need God to move again. If you talked about it yesterday, what he did today, ain't no problem. God loves to be exalted. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. You can't praise God. We got a problem. He is the Lord of our lives. Picked us up when we're lost in sin. Listen to me. I'm closing right now. Hezekiah, render not. 
Don't ever come to the house of God without an offering. I'm not talking about your money. If God's been that dead to you from the last service to this service, we got a problem. But he has not. From the last service to this service, can you think just a moment and say, look what God has done. He brought me through. Set my feet on a solid ground. Made a way. Well, I didn't know there was a way. He's been God all the time. What are you saying, Brother Brown? I'm trying to tell you this morning, God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to know if you'll get excited about his word. Because I think I read in the beginning with the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh. I, I think I read that in the book of Genesis 1, he introduced himself. He did it himself in Genesis 1. Genesis 1, when God introduced himself, the Bible said, and God said, and the word spoke. And if the word is said, you ought to get excited. And God said, let there be. Then the word become action. Because the next thing it said, and the Spirit moved, the Holy Ghost moved. Take the Word of God, let it be a lamp unto your feet. Let it be ignited by the Holy Ghost. Take the thing that God has already given to you. And when He gets through with it, bring it to the house of God, bring it to church. Share it with somebody. Let them know your God is alive and well. You see, somebody needs your testimony today. Somebody needs to hear from God today. Dear God, I'll be your witness. If you would have all, all my weakness. For surely there's a work that I can do. Lord, even though it's humble, cause my will to crumble. Though it costs me great, without a question, I will testify of you.